This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. This is Justin Kahn's, I think, Sam Cooke karaoke song. I really? Think, I think it's Jay Kahn does this one, yeah. What a wonderful world, I think. Mm-hmm. This is so good. Woman, you shot me! <laughs> Welcome to hour uh, two. Thursday, we do not have hourly sponsors today, so if you would like to be an hourly sponsor, they's available. Mm-hmm. Be talking about your business right now. Be telling everybody how good your food is or how yeah. comfortable your cardigans are. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go down on the corner of Jefferson and William H. Taft, you can go to Cardigans R Us. <laughs> when we didn't have a timeout sponsor all last year for football, I would make up businesses. Really? And they would always be on the corner of different presidents. <laughs> really? <laughs> T-Mac would just giggle. <laughs> T-Mac told me you giggle more than him. Do you know Tony? Do you know T-Mac? Have you ever met T-Mac? I don't know. He's, li- he's listening. He's like, I think your co-host giggles more than me. I go, easy now. <laughs> T-Mac's known for the giggles. Is he? Yeah. Well, even like... What? A guy will be breaking away. I'll be like, oh, come back to the inside, the 15, the 10. He'll be just giggling. And he, I don't even know if he knows For he's real? doing it. Yeah. Because I'll be listening to the playback. Or but something. you're that funny. Do you know that, man? Did you know how funny you are? Your facial expression. Only from you. For real? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know if I'm drinking, I'm can uh-huh. make people laugh once in a while. But right. Not like uh you're the e- easiest person to impress I've ever met. For real? Yeah. No. My wife has never laughed as much as you at anything I say. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe that's why she doesn't laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so. My that. favorite line is leave the funny stuff to the funny people. When when somebody that's not, they don't mm-hmm. usually say anything funny, they try to say something funny. Yeah. Leave the funny stuff to the funny people. Dude, I always try to say stuff funny. It just don't go over well. It's well, not, horrible. Everything's not a, a home run. Yeah. I'm horrible at trying to make funnies, man. I can't do it. Got to just got to get it out the right way. Yeah. Uh, hour two upon us as uh, as we sneak back in. By the way, some scheduling. Uh, we had one change in case people. I, I said for the last couple of days that Rodney Davis would be on our show next Tuesday, um, as is going to happen with politicians, of course. Uh, scheduling change. He has moved to Friday. So okay. If you uh, if you got to the point, which I think with, to hear Rodney Davis right now, maybe people have marked their calendars. Uh, he'll be on Friday at, uh, at this hour right now. Uh, Next week. A though. week from tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, a week from tomorrow. Gotcha. Uh, then U.S. Senator Dick Durbin will be on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Janelle Norman tomorrow. Yeah. So that's uh, that's some of the additions I've seen uh, on next week's plan. Mm-hmm. So there we are, 12 minutes in county. We, we've done Ask a Guy a couple times, and mm-hmm. uh, everybody's different. Yeah. The idea of this is to have some fun and listen to Courtney giggle. <laughs> <laughs> and there could be some honest we are different people we are and honestly people. <laughs> i think we'll also find out the more we do this and the more we dig for uh-huh. things to keep this going we'll find out there's things that you may think as a white people thing that's not mm-hmm. that it's just yeah. certain people you've been around and, yeah. and you might you may have been thinking it all along mm-hmm. that's a race that, that's a that's a that's a, a race thing you know <laughs> right. you know i always say hey we shouldn't have our side and your side our church and your uh-huh. church but if you want to stay at church that long, you could have your church. You know, if you, 
I mean, we don't have to do we don't have to do everything together, but we can at least understand how welcome you are to uh, to mingle and do more things together, right? So, but we learn from each other's differences and our surprising yeah. commonalities, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, look, look at look, how many times have I mean have you hung out and learned something, maybe applied it? You know, mm-hmm. as, I, I think cooking probably. The other yeah. way around, you know, look like what Kaylin picked up off of off a show from a white guy. Right, right. So how yeah, cool is sure. that? You Definitely. know, I mean, uh, assuming he meant because that Ashley guy, the big white guy on that show, was from North Carolina. I'm assuming that's who he meant. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody having that spray in that show, yeah. but yeah, but, and some stuff just you know stems from where you come from. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it, it will be interesting when we get to a topic that's like, well, let's find out where this started, and it did start ages and ages ago, but, right. But but we've talked a little bit about country music being linked to hip hop music, right? And there is a link to it. Mm-hmm. And what country music kind of technically started in the South right. by the black community, by the back black community. Yeah, you know, yeah. just in a way, it was probably bluesy and soul, mm-hmm. you know. But but it was probably played with country instruments and and some of those old Negro spirituals as well. Yeah, which were literally ways to get out of slavery. That was like a blueprint to. To getting out of slavery, so when Being they would a good sing, singer, yeah. when they would sing and swing low, sweet chariot, that mean, you know, and that means that it, it gave you what to do to get out of slavery, right? Right. That's so amazing. Yeah, that's but, what those. But, but, uh, but then, in addition to these major things, mm-hmm. there's yeah. little things. Yeah, we talk, talked about how different the races see spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> right. You think white people. Just go outside and tank tops in the cold, and we'll just catch colds. You think we, we don't know this, but technically you really can't. You need, right. you need a virus to catch. No, I think only white people like go outside in a tank top and the just cold. chill it, chilling. Yeah, yeah, you know, black folks go outside in a tank top. We're catching the flu. <laughs> I still believe that, although we prove that it's not necessarily the truth. I just still happen to believe that. We also prove spaghetti's a side. And we also pr- yeah. proved that spaghetti is yeah, we, Well, we side. looked it up, and in Italy, yeah, in it's, the, it's, it comes out earlier, and then the meat dish comes out. Right. <laughs> so so we call this Ask a Guy. We call this Ask a Guy. And uh, I speak on uh, on on behalf of white okay. Decatur. Right. <laughs> and Courtney speaks on behalf of black Decatur. Uh-huh. So you want to fire away first, or you want me to? Well, um, yeah, I could, I could fire, because I don't know which one I want to go with first. So I don't know if it's a I'll, – I'll, yes, I'll go first. Okay. I don't know if it's a, a cultural thing or it's a white guy thing, but I, I, obviously I, I work out with Chief Getz, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. And I went over his house, and when we go work, I come over, or we work out, or we meet somewhere, and he always had these little bitty shorts on. <laughs> so I even Googled this thing, workout shorts, and it's pictures of white guys in little bitty shorts. So my question is, why do, why is it that white guys like to work out in little shorts? Now I'm envisioning guests in these little bitty shorts. <laughs> You're envisioning guests in these little shorts. You know, our sponsor, Andy Bory, Bory Loves, is entirely sponsored three days a week. His dad, uh-huh. I saw he, 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 his dad was a lawyer and he started boy law offices, mm-hmm. but he now lives in Colorado. Well, I, he was staying with Andy one time when he had come back, I think, and his dad was about to go for a run. Very, very regular runner mm-hmm. in the shortest shorts I've ever seen. <laughs> right. So ever since then, I've made fun of Andy. I'm going to know when you're old, uh-huh. when your junk's hanging out the bottom of your shorts, <laughs> like your dad's shorts. Um, <laughs> so for running, I get it. Uh huh. For running, yeah. yeah. And I think that's even the great African runners are wearing tiny shorts because yeah. they need every ounce of flexibility mm-hmm. for rhythm yeah, and whatever. For sure. You'd have to ask Eric Dabner, guys like that, about the, mm-hmm. 
the the rhythm of running and right, falling into right. it, and you know, for perfection of sprinting, but also for for long distance. I'm guessing there's a there's some kind of action to it. I don't go to the gym enough to know that that guys wear black guys definitely don't wear tiny shorts to work out. <laughs> right. I don't think young white guys do. Really? Is it just? Yeah. I don't know. I've just every all the. I, where would you even buy them unless it's like a running store? I'm not sure because I've wear I'm black. <laughs> yeah, but you're a test. cyclist now. You're right. Lance Armstrong in it now. And these guys are wearing these tights. I just don't know if I can get into that part, but of cycling. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't believe you're not into that already. With your name on the back of your <laughs> all of that, <laughs> and maybe it is. So that's why I'm saying maybe it's a a culture thing. But, I'm but, not Getz, sure, but Getz does. I know he does. uh CrossFit. Yeah, he definitely cares about. And the dude is muscular. I yeah. I don't understand. I've never met a guy. At, well, I'm guessing he would say it's for flexibility. Maybe so. He also may think they're not that long. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> or maybe his wife told him one day, Oh, you look good, no, so he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna buy some more. If one woman tells a guy how good his <laughs> right. uh, how good his uh thighs <laughs> look, wouldn't you think about showing them off? <laughs> I guess that right. would make sense. So why would I never show mine off? I ain't never heard that compliment. Right. So the next time we have Chief Getz on, we gotta ask that question. <laughs> why are you wearing these little bitty shorts to work out? Are we talking like Stockton versus Jordan short or Stockton versus LeBron short? Like that crazy booty cutter short or Yes. They're that short. They're, they're little, small, He's, small man. Well, now Getz is going to wonder why you're looking at us. I'm not looking. Why are you, look- why are you looking so close? <laughs> at my thighs, dude. <laughs> I don't have an answer because that's definitely not me. So you see the shorts that you know I wear. I'm, I'm, they in my culture they got to hit your knees. Uh, they got to yeah. touch those knees or go past those. You know what I'm so saying? So it depends on the kind of shorts. I th- so we've gone through mm-hmm. uh, fashion trends. Right, we have. At, at yeah, least really. at least in uh, what you might think is traditional white guy clothing. Mm-hmm. Because it was knees forever. But now, like, these kind of shorts I wear now, mm-hmm. Izod or 34 Heritage or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're now just above your knee. Right. And I realized I hadn't worn shorts like this since I was literally, mm-hmm. you know, under 21, under 18. They'd always been under my knee. And I'm like, okay, these are a little more comfortable. <laughs> but but they're they're a little more stretchy now. But the, the, again, that's just above the knee. Hey, this I, thing, I hope gets his text. Yeah, he texted me. <laughs> you got a parking ticket, <laughs> right? Now you got a parking ticket. He, he said, has installed a fire said, hydrant by your car. He said he's just trying to show off his physique. <laughs> there it is. That's a man confident in his body. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I get it. I Please get don't it. have me pulled over, Chief. Don't have me pulled over. It was Eric. <laughs> it was not. We do not work out together. If we did, he'd be the he'd be known as the worst workout buddy ever. It's like, what do you just right. let this guy sit there and eat? Right. All right, my turn. Your turn. Your turn. So now this may not be you. Uh huh. And I actually, I've looked some stuff up. I've done some googling, mm-hmm. and it's easier to find topics. Black asking white. Right. So I found some topics on the reversal that way. Mm-hmm. So you jump in the shower. Assume you shower every day. You don't take baths, right? Right. I shower every three times a day. And I don't. Do you wash your hair first? No. Do, do you wash your hair? <laughs> yeah. Is water all you hit with your? I don't know. Our hair is so different. We've talked about this. <laughs> yeah. And then it's time to wash your body. Uh huh. What do you use? Soap. And <laughs> a towel. A, a towel. Yeah. To wash my body? Yeah. Yes. A rag or a towel? He's talking about a washcloth. A washcloth, a, okay. a small square t- washcloth. You still use a washcloth? Yes. I think that is, I don't think white guys, I don't think white people use washcloths. What do they use, sponges? 
Yeah. Really? Oh, they're awesome. And really? wash cloths, how, how many times do you do you wash it? Do you, do you get a new one every day? My wife try to change them out every day. I don't like changing them out every disgusting. day. No, I wash it first with the soap. I wash it and yeah. let some of it pour on my you, body. Then you clean your dirty body. Yeah. And then you rinse the soap out. Mm-hmm. You think that gets all the all the body gunk I out? I just feel like it does. And then you let it hang all night and get dry and crusty. And you get in the next day and use the same damn thing. I wash it with the soap the next day and <laughs> hit myself. <laughs> You know where I'm coming from, though? I, I, I think, feel what you say, yeah. I think you're the washcloth community. Yeah. And I'm the little thingy community. The little thingy, the little spongy Granted, it was type. A, it was a black man, Craig Ironhead Hayward, that said, I'm using this little thingy. It was about loofahs. <laughs> yeah. That a was loofah. a commercial years ago. That's funny. My wife used a loofah. A loofah. I, I got over loofahs because loofahs, they're just, I felt like I wasn't getting clean on a loofah. Yeah. But there are so many things you can use out there. I use a kind of a rough it looks mm-hmm. like a sponge but it's a it's a thing built for mm-hmm. washing your body yeah and i feel clean after it yeah so i use two towels actually what do you keep calling it a towel it's a rag a rag whatever we call it <laughs> i use two one for the one for the situation and one for the situation okay yeah that that is that was that was going to be part of the question <laughs> you you go face to butt or butt to face <laughs> But so you go. You, so you have a face wash. Cloth. I got a face. That, that, that makes yeah. total sense. But yeah. I don't. I don't think back in the day anybody did. <laughs> you just wash your face first. <laughs> Wet, nasty washcloths all over the house. <laughs> At least just takes you a die. <laughs> yeah. I, when, I, when when I had a roommate who was uh, who was African American. Yeah. I was he, like, he was a, he was a, why is there always wet washcloths <laughs> on the right. side of the tub? I use a washcloth if I need to like, if I want to wash my face uh-huh. or I say, I say I go do something during the day, go home, take a nap. Right. I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to get a wash. Mm-hmm. We, we got like a hundred washcloths that there's, been, there's one used every three cycles of laundry, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, like she doesn't use. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a difference. Yeah. You yeah. feel clean. You feel okay. You feel okay. <laughs> <and> clean. <laughs> With that nasty ass rag that hung there all night, because you think you washed the rag first. <laughs> I think we're different. I think that's a real difference. Yeah, definitely. But that's how I, that's how I grew up as a kid. Yeah. So I don't think it was a difference. Oh, okay. You're just oh. afraid that it's not manly to use a little purple loofah or a little spongy. Yeah, that's real. Like girl, like my wife used that stuff. I'm, I'm I got. You know a rag. what girls are clean. And- <laughs> Soft and soft. And they smell good. And they smell. Why does why, who cares about girly when it uses how you're cleaning your stanky body? <laughs> Dom, what do you use? Is there a washcloth and a loofah hanging in your shower no, right now? No, I used to. Well, my sister used a washcloth because that's what we used to do. And then seriously, and then I got yeah. older and I was like, "That's disgusting." Like I looked at one day, Dumb, and it was that like disgusting? all wrung out and it looked dirty, and I was like. Who's going to use loofah? I'll use that washcloth to wash my face one time, and I'll hang it on usually the shower rod because that's oh, man. where I hang my towel until yeah. it's dry. Before you, I pretty much never put anywhere else. My wife will put it on the hook. But uh, but even after just one face washing, mm-hmm. and I grab that rag, and it's got that crusty feel. Yeah. Like, how could you wet this and do something and you put it back in your body? You got to hit it with the soap, man. You got to hit it with the soap. What I, kind of soap do you use? I use this soap, this tropical soap that Chubb. Uh, bar the, soap or? A bar soap that's cheap. There's I'm another not cheap, thing that's, that's different. different. Sheriff Brown and I order this particular soap, man. It's so phenomenal. You don't even need face, like, you don't need face wash with this soap. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. I love bar soap. It's African soap. 
It's try, you know. Oh, you use the African soap? Oh, most definitely. Oh, I yes. used the black African soap. That one. Is so what would you do if you stayed at a white guy's house and he had that soap? Would that really be weird? No, that'd be so dope. And I'm like, yo, this dude really take care of his body, his skin. So it's for your skin. <laughs> Well, that's going to take me to another one I was going to say. <laughs> is there cocoa butter in it? Yeah, that one, is, the one that I use has cocoa butter. What is the science of cocoa butter? Because white people do not use cocoa butter that I know about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got some, it's, I guess it's Is it our skin fast. that much different? Yeah, because I was going to ask, like, there's a, you know, black people's skin get, like, it's oily, and white people like this skin to oh, be, Oh, no, like, it gets oily. It gets oily? Oh, yeah. But you guys like, like it to look dry, though, right? Uh, I, I don't think women do. Cause my my next ask a guy question to you is how come white people don't get ashy? <laughs> well, I think you can't see it. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, same reason you can't really tell if you have acne. Oh yeah, you, you know what I mean. Point. It yeah, just happens definitely. to be the same same color color as your skin. Well, like like red, you can't see like a red. Uh-huh, you can't yeah. see blemishes. Right, right, as well. Right. Um, you know, my elbows. It, uh, honestly, as soon as I feel it a little bit, I'll put lotion on my elbows, mm-hmm. and it'll happen in the winter. But I think you do get superbly more ashy than, than I ever. Cause will. we, cause you can see it on us. Yeah, but I think you actually feel it. Right. I, mean, I think, oh, I think it actually is. Yeah. You can't see it if we get ashy at all, but. Like I can't never see it. My wife be like, I'm ashy. I'm like, no, you're not. Well, I've watched, I've, watched, I've watched videos where people, where black guys are making fun of them for being ashy. Right. I'm like, your forearms get ashy. Oh my gosh. What you mean? Our knuckles get ashy. Our nose I, get so ashy. Our... That's gotta be a science thing with how yeah. different the skin is. I wonder. It, it has something to do with the melanin maybe. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of like skin, because I was talking to my mom about that, and we were trying to come up with some questions for Eric to ask Courtney. Uh, I was thinking about like getting sunburned. Like I've got <laughs> my friends and I, we've argued about this all the time. They're like, black people can't get sunburned. That's why we don't have to put uh, oh, suntan lotion. I, yeah. Why well, do a, we feel that way? Because I can tell you that I need because of color, and you see what you see. You think that that's. People, you can definitely get burned. People associate being sunburned with the color of your skin. Mm. Well, that's just stupid people. Yo, <laughs> my wife said to me one day, make sure you put some. <laughs> and I ain't busting her out. This, like, this is not a dig on my You're wife. You're the one going home to her. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she said, make sure you put some lotion on your face before you, so that you won't get wind burn. I said, wind burn? Black people don't get wind burn. Baby. You don't? <laughs> no, not If at all. you go to a football game on a Saturday afternoon in November uh-huh. and, it, and the wind just blows, your face doesn't feel like it's tight at least? Well, you can feel the cold, but not a but, wind but burn. Like right? Hours yeah. later, at no, home. we're really? good. We're good. Mm. Yeah, my, man, my face will feel tight, and I'll get a wind burn. It lasts a day. That was the first time I ever heard that, man. It, I mean, it's just yeah. That if a, if a wind whips in India, I mm-hmm. must have the best of both worlds because I definitely feel the wind hit my face. Yeah, we yeah. can. You can if you're black, you can feel the wind hit your face. But as it relates to so, some what about other, sunburn? What about sunburn? Sunburn. It just you play in a macro all weekend with no with no lotion on. What's going to happen? For me, I, I mean, you'll get, I'll get darker for sure. I can see that, but I've been. But it doesn't know, hurt. Does it hurt? No, not yeah, me. Yeah, it's the same with I me. To, yeah. I get like really dark. Like my friends are like, oh, you actually look black today. Yeah. So I haven't, but it I doesn't no hurt or anything like that. Man, it's painful. Yeah. And, and I'll usually realize it. I'm terrible at putting on sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Terrible at it. And I'll realize it like an hour into it. Like, oh no, I forgot. Oh, for real? Anything. Oh, yeah. And I'll be just, well, look how pasty some parts mm-hmm. of me are. Yeah. Those hurt the most. But like ears, neck. Oh wow! Especially the first and second one of the of the. Uh, it peels like snakeskin. So have you ever just went tanning? Yeah, it was a miserable experience. <laughs> My body is just not meant for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say the the covered parts. Not a, 
you probably can tell by looking at me. Not a big shirt off outside kind of guy. <laughs> you see, it seemed like you would be the type of guy that no. got your shirt off. Like, no. I don't care. I'm, I am I'm not embracing a, my sex. I don't want to put you through that. <laughs> it, this all underneath, this looks like a big melted candle. <laughs> you got a candle at the church you've had. It's like, I can't believe this candle hasn't melted out yet. That's what I look like without a shirt on. <laughs> so. Yeah, Amen. got about a, good. we got about a minute. Any last uh, any last thought? Did you have did you have another one? I do have another one, but I kind of want to wait to the other the uh, next ask a guy. Okay, it's more. The, I got okay. a quick one. Okay, good. and it's more of a salute. Uh huh. Thank God I learned how to make. And Don brought this up, and I had thought of this before. Thank God I learned how to make Kool Aid from somebody black. <laughs> right. I think, but I think that whole conversation is going to take us right back to uh, seasoning food. Yeah. Because you know how to season things to make them taste good. You know how to make Kool Aid taste impeccable. Put the whole damn bag of sugar in. <laughs> right. Diabetes drink. Hey man, when I was in jail, <laughs> right? we knew when it was like every time we get that little bitty small cup of Kool Aid. Okay. We knew when it was sisters in the kitchen. We would always say, "Yep, sisters in the kitchen," because <laughs> the Kool Aid had some sugar to it. <laughs> yeah, that happened. I was at a football practice, and uh, it was a bunch of—I'm not gonna say where I was at, but I was at a football practice. Milliken. Fine, Milliken. <laughs> we had a football practice, and they had some Kool Aid, and it was watered down the day before, and then they had it, and they're like. Oh, I think some black people made this one because that is sweet as heck. Yeah. And it was it was probably the sweetest cool or sweetest. It was Gatorade, so it wasn't oh. Kool-Aid, but it was the sweetest Gatorade. They're like, oh, oh you sweet. You'll sweeten a Gatorade drink too. I think I just never. No, I ain't never heard they of sweet. They, they did. did. They probably they did. Yeah, but that, you know some that, of those Gatorades for that. You the don't want to add theme. more Gatorade mixed to it though, because that tastes terrible. If you no, it, it yeah. tasted like. But yeah. they, actually, they may have added actually sugar to it. I yeah. wasn't even playing, and I I drank a lot of it. I don't even want to drink Kool Aid at at some houses anymore. You know, <laughs> when you know it's like look how look how faint it's like pink, <laughs> right? Like that ain't like, no cherry Kool Aid. That ain't cherry Kool Aid. Ain't nothing ain't nothing piled up at the bottom of that pitcher. <laughs> right. And, uh, I can't, I can't remember it's where. It's like going to crackers without no, if you ain't got no, if there's no, uh, like grease at the you. bottom of the bag, you know, this ain't the real crackles. Wait That's a minute. True. Where's the, oh, <laughs> how, how many cups of sugar do you put in your Kool-Aid, Courtney? I, I, it just really depends I on. I eyeball it now. Cause the bag really? says like one, I think. It's yeah. Like that, the bag is lying. The yeah. bag is culturally biased. <laughs> <laughs> we put two or three in ours, but then I went to one of my friend's house. I swear they put like four or five in Yeah. You it, got, so. it's, it just really depends on how you get down. It depends like I, on the pitcher too. I go about an inch high. I'll, I'll put two packets of Kool-Aid. We have, I, uh-huh. I, I have not made Kool-Aid in, in years, but when I lived, with other people, we had different mm-hmm. pitchers. Like sometimes right. it's a two Kool Aid packet. Yeah, so you, it depends use. on the Kool Aid. You uh, just the, the pitcher. I mean, you just yeah. got to. Well, you can also test it. Yeah, you know, not, not sweet enough. Yeah, man. So, so thank God, I, I learned. Because <laughs> there's still people just putting a little bit of sugar in there and they drink it and they think it tastes good. Dude, my grandmother used to have a method to mixing it up, and she would never put like a lot of water in it. It'd be like a little bit of water, and she would mix that up and then add the water, and it'd come out perfect. Yeah. What? Huh. That's why our skin looks so good. It's, a, it's the Kool-Aid. The skin is linked to the sugar, the sugary Kool-Aid. <laughs> Son of a buck. If we'd have known the whole time. Yep. Here, we're out here showing off blemishes, and, although we can hide our ashiness. Right. You can hide the ashiness. But we won't have that if we just start using cocoa butter. I wonder if cocoa butter messes up white skin. 
don't know. It might. I mean, it's supposed cocoa to have some everything. healing stuff. Cocoa butter, everything. I love cocoa have butter. You ever, I bet when you put on white people lotion, you're like, this is terrible. Man, white people lotion don't get it done. And I put on cocoa butter. Like, accidentally grabbed the uh-huh. cocoa butter what lotion. what did it feel like? I was like, is this ever going to rub in? <laughs> <laughs> what is cocoa butter? It's like actual butter. <laughs> white people lotion like water. You just put it on. It's like, what, the, what is this? <laughs> Oh, the, the the cocoa butter. <laughs> we got to get a break. We got another guest hanging out. Joey Wagner is awaiting a phone call, and uh, he's from Pekin, so he will not know any of these conversations. We'll see how he drinks, <laughs> we'll see how he drinks his Kool-Aid. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Quick break. 33 and counting. On the way to timeout, Pekin, a three-day weather forecast brought to you by O'Shea Good. Builders. Yes. Today is mostly sunny with a high over 80 with some wind. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low around 59 and a chance of overnight showers. On Friday, a chance of showers and thunderstorms and cloudy with a temperature falling to around 48 by 5 p.m. On Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 54. This is your WSOY three-day forecast brought to you by O'Shea Builders. Stay blessed and productive. Keep hope alive and stay healthy. And remember, you're born to build. O'Shea Builders has been providing Central Illinois with high-quality commercial construction services since the turn of the century. No, not this century, last century. Since 1900, 120 years of experience to get your commercial project done the right way. O'Shea can handle all of your commercial construction projects, from simple building repairs to new construction. You can visit their office on East North Street across from the ADM Training Center or visit O'SheaBuilders.com. That's O-S-H-E-A to get started today. When we we need it most, Rodney Davis gets things done. When COVID-19 hit, Rodney worked with the USDA and Small Business Administration to secure timely aid for farmers across each sector of our industry. At a time of bitter partisanship, Rodney calmly looks across the aisle and finds solutions. Always ready to take on challenges, Rodney knows there is still more work to do to get our economy moving again. Send this friend of agriculture back to Washington. Vote Rodney Davis for Congress. Paid for by Illinois Farm Bureau Activator. You might not be able to watch the Bears at Soldier Field this year, but you can win the ultimate Chicago Bears Bear Cave prize package from your friends at Miller Lite and George A. Mueller Beer Company. You could win a Bears cooler and bucket to ice down those delicious Miller Lights, a sweet banner, neon sign, aluminum pint glasses, and more. Visit the George A. Mueller Beer Company Facebook page and register to win by liking, sharing, and commenting on the Bear Cave prize pack post. And remember, it's always Miller time. All football season long, so grab some frosty Miller Lights and watch the Monsters of the Midway. This is the Eric Lee Show on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Oh, Belinda Carlisle, huh? Don't get much wider than that. Eric Lee Show. Risk. <laughs> <laughs> Illini returns. Heaven's a place on earth. Football. Uh, okay. Whatever. Whatever makes you feel good. <laughs> Definitely mixed. Nobody can ever tell you you're not both. Sam Cook to Belinda Carlisle. Uh, Oh, man. Eric Lee Show, Ritzman's Courtney Carson in the house, of course, brought to you by <laughs> Earth Mover Credit Union. And uh, Joey Wagner joins us as he does every Thursday. We got football tomorrow night, but most importantly, Joey, 
you're you're thirsty. Uh huh. You you need you need some Kool Aid, Joey. Joey, you put the Kool Aid in. How much sugar do you add? Dude, I don't think I've made Kool Aid for like fifteen years. Well, you're missing out on life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I just. You got to get a pitcher, and washing a pitcher is just a pain. <laughs> oh, I'm not. So this oh means the last time Joey had Kool Aid was in Pekin, so we know there wasn't near enough. No sugar. sugar. It had to be before that. It had to be when I lived in Iowa. Oh my God, it's probably been 20 years. I don't. Do they even put sugar in it in Iowa? <laughs> oh God, no, I, Iowa, no. <laughs> You're coming off our uh, differences between white and black folks yeah. conversation, and and I was just praising and thanking that I learned how to make Kool Aid from black people. Because mm-hmm. it is loaded with sugar and it's fantastic, and <laughs> you, you'll you'll never stop. You, you got to buy a lot of sugar, but you'll keep making it and cleaning that pitcher because it'll be worth it. It definitely I mean, I'm be sure worth we it. We put other stuff in, maybe in college, but it was certainly well. Vodka doesn't count. Well, then I then no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could drink booze with sugary Kool Aid. No, I don't no think that would be awful. All. That would be awful. That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> that would hurt a, a little harder in the morning. Uh, if all right. it's free, I don't care. Good point. Good point. Joe, you're heading to Camp Randall, or are you already in Wisconsin? You going tonight or tomorrow? Or? Tomorrow. I'll leave tomorrow, hopefully, after I get my, my long-awaited COVID test return. Oh, my uh, goodness. I, look, I know it's going to be fine, but I'll hit the road, and if they call me and surprise me and tell me no, I'll turn around, but I don't really foresee that to be the case. Gotcha. Gotcha. i tell you what, I, I think, uh, you know, I've been listening to uh, – a couple different podcasts here and there, and Stanford Steve and the Bear, no belief at all in Illinois football. And here we are thinking this could be, you know, the best year in a while. Where's where's the confusion? Where's the mix-up? I look, I've, I've noticed that a lot. Any Big Ten preview you read, it's like, oh, in Illinois, that is also a program in the Big Ten. Let's move forward. And I get it. I mean, it's for, for people who don't cover the team every day. I get it. It's an easy position to put it on last, right, or somewhere tied for last with Northwestern. I'm, but, I'm listening to them like like uh, the Bear, who's really smart. He's like betting Rutgers over one and a half because they've got these four winnable games, and absolutely they, they can beat Lovey's squad, he says. And and he's he's they believe in, well, they believe in Indiana, but Illinois doesn't play Indiana. Uh, but Northwestern, they're talking about all these other teams, and Illinois is just a win on everybody's schedule. Like, who, who did they remind me? It's been so long, so I've gotten to watch them. Who did they lose that's so devastating from a team that went to a bowl game last year? No one. That's really the disconnect, I think. It's, I'm surprised by a lot of the national perception. No, I shouldn't even say surprised. Again, I get it. Okay. I understand okay. what this program has been for five years. But just at any level of a deeper dive, they lost middle linebacker Dele Harding. Okay, yeah. that's, that's tough. Jake Hansen's going to replace him in his fourth year starting. They lost their two running backs. They have, I mean, they have more running backs. I'm not saying it's easy to replace Reggie Corbin and Dre Brown. It's not. But they have guys, Mike Epstein, Chase Brown, Jakari Norwood, guys who can fill in. They bring back four starting offensive linemen with a career 125 combined starts. Wow. And they plug in a four-star at the right guard. So, I mean, you would think that would be a position. They, they did lose. Defensive line is a question mark for me, especially against a Wisconsin team that makes no secret about running the ball down your throat until yeah. until they just run the clock out. And I shouldn't even say run the clock out, until they just run the score up on you. Yeah. They're really good at running the ball. But that's it. I mean, the, the defensive line was hit hard, running back was hit hard, and they lost a linebacker. But they're bringing back a majority of the back seven, 
the whole offensive line for the first time since Wes Lunt, they have a starting quarterback returning. Yeah, wow. I mean, this, this is a team that probably overlooked. I mean, the spread to open up against Wisconsin was 23 and a half. That, that's absurd. It really is. I think it's out of 20. Still, still a little high to me. I mean, Alex, they were mad. I mean, good. Alex Palchewski said it's an atrocity. It's an absolute atrocity. I mean, it's, again, it's easy to say, well, what have they done? One, six, and seven years not going to change the national perception of this program. But uh, any bit of diving in and, you know, it's hard. They're I, not going to have those non-conference games. That, I, that I, I, I guess I would rather be this, right, Joey, than, than have them be a darling and have everybody picking them. I get, basketball? I, no, the, okay, yeah, I like basketball. Uh, but but it, the basketball is pretty well deserved because of what they did last year. Oh, yeah. no, I, no. I would hate for people to be like, this is the year Illinois makes a big leap. You know, and then sure. that might be yeah. unnecessary yeah. pressure on a team that has been really bad up until recent. Most yeah, recent. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of these guys are in their third or fourth year starting. I mean, this obviously they were bad. It's hard to be. Alex Kalchewski, think about this. This blows my mind every time I, I think about it. He brings up that 2-10 and ten season quite a bit. He was 17 years old starting on the offensive line in the Big Ten. 17 years old. That's unbelievable. Taking a beating. I mean, you learn stuff from that. Nate Hobbs is a freshman starting at cornerback. You learn. Maybe, are they going to be more than, what were they, eight regular season games? Four and four, could they be five and three? Maybe. Four and four seems about right. Maybe even four and five, you know, if that's nice game. But the, the perception that, I mean, someone picked Rutgers over Illinois doesn't, it makes it boggles my mind to be honest with you. I don't quite understand that. I don't think any game's an automatic win, but I feel like they're going to win two two to three without without worrying about them being worse than that. Then I feel like they can win another th- two or three. It, it, yeah, look, is, they're not going to beat Ohio State. We know that. No, yeah. Is Wisconsin I mean, unwinnable? Save this clip. If it's on November twenty eighth, they beat Ohio State. You can play this over and over until. Yeah, but that's tough. I mean, or do Ohio State's going to do that? But I mean, you look, you look, you look. When you're trying to guess a record, you look at games. There's, there's no way you're going to pick them to beat this team. Um, there's, there's probably a few games. There's no way you're going to pick them to lose to this, this game or this game. Those don't always come out. But you're trying to pick a record. I look at them. Is Wisconsin unwinnable? No, I mean, Wisconsin's I, I, Their quarterback is a redshirt freshman in his first career start. I, now, okay, he's a good. four-star kid who's the 65th-ranked player in the country coming out of high school. He's awfully good. But they've got to adjust. They lost Jonathan Taylor, who's, I think, you know, he was a 6,000-yard rusher in his career, and yeah. he's running well for the Colts. He's a really good back. And it, they just won last year with effectively the same team. What What is uh, the best possible record in your mind that is possible? Six and two? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State, they're not going to win. What's the other crossover game that I'm missing here in the East? I'm terrible at knowing what divisions what. Rutgers, uh, right? Is that Rutgers? Oh, yeah, Rutgers. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So, the, I mean, the rest of the Big Ten West, it's, Minnesota, I think, is going to be pretty good. We'll learn a lot about Minnesota in the Michigan game this week. Sure, yeah. And Iowa's Iowa. And Wisconsin's Wisconsin. I can see a, a, I Do I think they're going to win all three of those games? No. So that probably puts it closer to 6-2, and two, right? I think would be the best-case scenario. If you rank their games, the toughest game is Ohio State. That They do get them in Champaign. The second toughest game is Wisconsin, probably not only because of their rank, but because it's a road game. But after that, you go Minnesota, like you said, Minnesota, Iowa. Um, I don't know, is Purdue or Nebraska Northwestern? Who's the best team out of those three? 
probably Purdue because they've got the probably they might have the best wide receiver that, group absolutely. outside of anyone on Ohio State. That's you what I would have said, than. but you knew more than me. So the next three toughest games are all home games. And but we got to ask ourselves too, Eric: do, do home and away matter this year? I, Wisconsin's going to have literally nobody. There's going to be no more than 500 total people on Camp Randall tomorrow night. It doesn't. Now. It doesn't matter in the game, but I do think traveling. And having to do all yeah. the things you're going to have to do COVID-wise for a college mm-hmm. kid will affect them a little bit more than a pro athlete. I don't think it's yeah. affecting pro yeah. football at all. I don't, I don't think it matters at all where you play. Lambo's not near as intimidating unless until we get down to zero degree temperatures. Um, but but the, it, it is the Raiders, of course, are in a new home anyway. But I mean, I, right. I don't but think the it, fact of the matter is you got to pack up and they're taking a bus. They're not flying. They're taking a bus yeah. to Camp Randall. That's, I mean, that's, that's annoying. But. Yeah, but I like being the dog in that scenario than the favorite. I'd I'd love to be the dog on the road now, and they'll be the dog at Northwestern. They'll be the dog at Nebraska. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's but you know what? It's one of those. This team and look, I'm not tougher here. I've only done this. This is my third year going into it. But this is the. But you know this team. You know this team. Yeah, and the way that they're talking going into this. Like they were confident last year. I remember talking to Reggie Corbin at the Smith Center, and, and he was really confident. And it, it was fine. They had a fine year for Illinois, especially for Illinois football standards to go to a bowl game and back flip in the streets if you're a fan, right? Yeah. But th- this year they're really – they're not walking out and saying, you know what, we're going to win, and it is going to be unapologetic. They're not saying that, but the, the way that they're talking, their tone, the phrases, it. They're confident. I mean, Nate said Nate Hobbs, the guy who's going into his fourth year starting at corner, said, "Listen, we're we're not the nail anymore. Yeah, we're we're not that same old Illinois team. We're the hammer. I mean, that, that's who we are now. We've grown, effectively they've grown up, and they have. So we'll see. I mean, this is it's really truly hard for me to get a total gauge without seeing training camp. And that again, I, you can't glean a ton of like, oh boy, they're they're really really good. You can see positional stuff. Yeah. But it does help to see. But I, I, I get the national perception. I don't agree with it. What should we expect out of Luke Ford after a year off? <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, it's just they haven't had a kid like him. He's he's going to pop you in the mouth on the line. We should be pretty jacked gonna, up. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's probably going to jump over you in the end zone. He's a, he's a heck of an athlete. And it's not just him at tight end. Yeah. He has Daniel Barker, who had a nice year. And then Daniel Imaterbebe. He was good at he was a favorite target of Sam Darnold in college. Injuries kept him out the last two years. He's in Champaign. Hmm. So it's not like everyone can say, Oh well, we gotta focus on Luke because you've got the other two tight ends, however they use him, and then the weapons at wide receiver, but Luke's a different dimension. And I'm really he's somebody I'm really, really interested to see because it's been so long since that, that kid's been out there and playing football. It's probably this answer's probably gonna be a wide receiver or a tight end, but tell me a, a weapon. Maybe it's a running back, but a weapon that's going to start to emerge here in the first couple of weeks that we maybe we don't know as much about yet. Is there a freshman or is there a? No. Uh, I would say Chase Brown. He, he's okay. Sydney Brown, the safety's twin brother, oh. transferred from Western Michigan, preserved the uh, redshirt last year. He's going to get the handoff. I mean, there's no. He, he's firmly in that one-two punch, and Jakari Nord would be the three. Nice. They, they seem pretty high on him, so he. I, I would say he's somebody that he could. Especially when you have to consider Mike Epstein's health. I mean, if Mike Epstein's healthy all year, then look out. He's been really good when he's been on the field. Sure. This just hasn't been the case. And Chase, Chase Brown is somebody I would say would, would probably fit into that category. Defense, you got a couple guys that we should watch? 
tomorrow night? Robert Perry. I'm really interested in Robert Perry. He's a graduate transfer defensive tackle from South Carolina State. Cool. He was an FCS All-American. He's on, you know, he's one of the top 40 defensive tackles on most NFL draft boards. He's, it, it wasn't necessarily his intent to play South Carolina State. They mm. postponed, the conference postponed, and his coaches said, listen, your best bet's not here. You got to get somewhere. You got to play. Get out of here. You can't yeah. sit out a year. We we're gonna hate to lose you. And he he that, that was a school that gave him a chance. Everybody, you know, he was really lightly recruited. They gave him a chance. He played really well. But he understood that was what what he had to do. Yeah, he's gonna so be an, he's gonna be an NFL player though. Yeah, yeah, he is. And, and the two schools who it came down to, this will tell you what you need to know. He picked Illinois. Uh, he said he could have flipped a corner between Illinois and Florida. Wow. If you mm. Illinois beating out Florida for a kid, and it's because Lovey picked up the phone and called him, called yeah. him is what he told us. So he's a guy that I, I'm really, really interested in watching because he could – that defensive line got hit hard by graduation. And with Wally Batiku going to the NFL and Ayo Shibanyo the other end stepping away for personal reasons, they desperately need that next group of guys to come up. And Roger Perry could be him. I'm also interested in true freshman Johnny Newton, defensive tackle. Okay. It, it, it took me a little bit to, you know, they're not at the point where you got to put the freshman in all the time anymore, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of over. But Lovey mentioned him a couple times unprompted during training camp, and I yeah. thought, this is a little strange. And he's, they flipped him from Maryland to get him as a commit. He, the, the kid's so interesting. I, obviously, you can imagine he's a big enough body if I think he's, you know, if he's expected or I think maybe he will be playing time at defensive tackle in the Big Ten. This dude was a running back in high school. Wow. I mean, just a different type of body. Mm-hmm. He's somebody that's interesting. Marquez Beeson in, in the back. I mean, he, he's the highest-rated recruit Lovey's ever got. He's the highest-rated recruit in Champaign in some time. He missed last season with an ACL injury. He's back. And I, I think he, he, he looked really, really good in training camp last year before he got hurt, which was only a couple of days. So it's not like you know we have a full body of work on the kid. Yeah. So he, he's somebody. And then Devin Witherspoon. He's a kid who came into camp late, another cornerback. He was late to camp. Didn't really get going for a couple of days. Really, really thin. I mean, just unbelievably thin. But he played in all 13 games, and he started a handful of them. And Nate Hobbs said, "Listen, when I'm gone, I think this is the next All Big Ten kid." Mm. So he, he's somebody to watch for. So I, yeah, it's, there's some guys out there now. It's not like it's the same old. You know, oh boy, who's gonna who's gonna be out there? And there's no quarterback questions, which is a huge step forward for this Illinois football team. Sure be interesting. Yeah, Brandon Peters' job. It's, you're, you're comfortable there. By the way, who is the backup? Just wondering, if do, is it Isaiah Williams? Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, Lovey said it was Matt Robinson, and then Rod said on Monday, Rod Smith, the offensive coordinator, said, well, it, you know, I'm going to let it play out. I wouldn't – there's no red shirt to preserve for Isaiah Williams anymore. He's bulked up. He knew he had to. He's still just electric. So you got to wonder, is there going to be – a Spot where they try to get a package in for him, try to let him get out there and be explosive in the open field. I wouldn't fall out of my chair. There's nothing. There's really nothing to lose. It's a free year anyway, and he's already used his red shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot he's already been there a year. So, so why not get him on the field every game for a couple series? They played him at slot receiver in the Red Box Bowl purely out of necessity. I think. I mean, I don't think that mm-hmm. obviously didn't preempt any position switch if he's still a quarterback. I mean, that's just the kind of explosiveness that he can give. And the more speed you have, the more explosiveness you have, Rod Smith will, will run through the streets for it. 
Only because I watch him play against Eisenhower. Has Lovey ever mentioned Corin Taylor? Is he quite he's a ways a four, down? He's a four-string quarterback. Gotcha. Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's really kind of he's, – he's pretty low on the depth chart. But he, he'd be behind Isaiah and Matt, however those two truly shake out. Hmm. Yeah, we watch, him, be, we watch him put up 98 or 96. <laughs> I, I remember I was covering – that was the year Moreau Forsyth went to state. So I was covering Deer Creek Mackinac. Ah. And that was on – I think it must have been the day after – they were in just this unbelievable yeah, the, shootout. It was definitely Chicago a Friday Hope. game. Yeah, we went up for a Friday game. Week two of, yep. the, of the postseason in Peoria yep, so Stadium. I, so I saw that score, and I was like, oh, my God, we're not going to see anything close to that. And then Deer Creek Mackinac and Chicago Hope That's right. the next year went pretty close. I'm like, or the next day, rather, I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is going on here? Yeah. And that well, was before I had even really paid attention to anything in Decatur. And next thing I knew, I'm on the phone with Joseph trying to figure out a state championship for you. Yeah, there you go. Fun stuff. So what you got a pick for the game? I don't know if Tupper, uh, I don't know if you normally I don't know if Tupper would pick, make picks when he was going to cover it, but I think Wisconsin's going to win just because it, this reminds me a little bit, and you'll, maybe you'll disagree with me, but I do you remember last year? And this is this probably isn't even the best comparison, but I don't care. I'm halfway through the story. Last year, <laughs> Central A and M went to Tuscola, and we thought, boy, this A and M team's pretty good, but they got to do it. So you think, and that was the point where I, I think on your radio show, Eric, I said, oh, it's going to be. It's going to be Tuscola until A&M improves it, because it's always been yeah. Tuscola. Yeah, I think I said and the same A&M, thing. A&M went in there, and they beat the doors off of them. And I remember Connor Heaton's mom said, I thought Tuscola was supposed to win this. I said, mm. oh, that's here. Mm-hmm. You got me. Now, look, Illinois is not going to beat the doors off of Wisconsin, but it kind of gives me that same feeling where it's like, you can see it. You know, I, I can draw a path to get to an Illinois win, but this is still Wisconsin, still the 14th team yeah. in the country. So, got to prove it. so I feel like it's either 33-32 Illinois or 42-7 Wisconsin. You know, I'm like I'm so like I think if it starts to go downhill, I could see it going way downhill. Um, yeah, I can too. And you got then you got to wonder how mad is what I mean, they're not really selling this up in, in Madison, but are, are they mad about last year? They got to be. They came in the number six ranked team of the country, and I'm sure all they've heard about for a year is sure. Oh, you lost Illinois in Champaign and. Yeah. How much is that going to play? But a true freshman quarterback, a really, a, or not a true freshman, I'm sorry, a redshirt freshman in his first career start is a wild card for me because you just don't know. He's got all the talent I, in the world. I got, I got a good feeling, and but usually that's a horrible thing for my team. <laughs> <laughs> you got hey, one of those feelings. Maybe it'll be a really good day. Let me ask you, do you like it that they're kicking off on Friday night in prime time, or do you, do you like that traditional 11 a.m. slot on Saturday? Oh, give me, give me a Friday night game every week now that I don't have anything to do. Right, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember seeing the Illinois State. That was supposed to be a Friday night game, and I thought, no, no, I, I've got stuff to do on Friday. I don't want to be sleepwalking through an eleven o'clock game if I can watch this game tomorrow night. This is going to be fun. I think I'm, I've been looking forward to it since I realized they scheduled it on on a Friday night. So it's yeah. going to be. They've been the, they've been the opener since this thing started. It was supposed to open against uh, Illinois State. Now that wasn't going to be the first college football game. But they were supposed to be the first college football game against Ohio State on September 3rd mm. before everything got postponed. So I, I don't know what Illinois did to get this first game to kick off the season all these times, but here they are. Yeah, we'll take it. And then they host Purdue next week and host Minnesota. And I mean, it's not impossible if you if you if you if you get a spark, you go to Rutgers. You know, you can go on a little bit of a run here. But of course, they they can't look at it as a run. It's it's got to be every day, every day. You know, putting in the day of work. I think one of the things that, that gets me, Eric, is Brandon Peters. I mean, the, the kid just, 
when we talk to him, like his tone never changes. I mean, yeah. you, you could make it a, you could make him as mad in the world, as mad as you could. And I, I don't know that his tone would change. I don't even know if he gets mad. He's such a laid back kid. Yeah. But even, you know, people talk about in that Michigan State game. He just did not waver when, and obviously let him back. So he, I mean, if you have a quarterback, like how far does that take you? I guess is the question. I mean, now if your guy is not getting rattled, it's, that's another variable. There's so much. I'm going in knowing a decent amount about this team, but there's so much I feel like I don't really know because I haven't seen them play in 10 months. Yeah. Joey, good talking to you. We're running out of time. we got to come back and preview Sport Talk with Tufts, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, man. I uh, appreciate it, guys. Have full, a good one. Full preview taking so you inside the locker room, courtesy of Brink Carter Realtors there. We get a timeout. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Eric Lee Show. On the way to our last break, Tupper next for just a couple minutes. We'll probably go a tad late, but we'll take you right up to Sport Talk. Uh, on the way to break, three-day weather forecast. The Rev, Courtney Carson. Today's mostly sunny with a high over 80 with some winds. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low around 59 and chance of overnight showers. On Friday, a chance of showers and thunderstorms and clouds with the temperature falling around 48 by 5 p.m. And then Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 54. This is your WSOY three-day forecast with your boy, the Rev, Courtney Carson. Stay blessed and productive. Keep hope alive and stay healthy, my friends. This fall, our choice for Congress is clear. Lobbyist Betsy Londrigan is a Mike Madigan crony. In Springfield, Londrigan lined her pockets with Madigan's dirty insider deals. Then she took nearly 300 grand of Madigan's dirty money to buy a seat in Congress. Londrigan even took campaign cash from lobbyists under federal investigation for corruption and a rape cover-up. A Madigan machine politician, Betsy Londrigan would make Washington worse. There's a better choice. Our Congressman Rodney Davis is getting results for us. Rodney is taking on the big insurance companies to protect everyone with a pre-existing condition. And he's holding the big drug companies accountable to lower our prescription drug costs. And when the pandemic hit, Rodney secured lifeline loans for small businesses, helping to save over 2 million Illinois jobs. Rodney Davis is on our side. I'm Rodney Davis. I'm running for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Rodney for Congress. While your garage door has probably worked for many years without noticeable trouble, many homeowners make the mistake of not having their garage doors regularly inspected and maintained. This lack of maintenance can lead to inconveniences, like being stranded inside or out of your garage, and costly emergency repairs or frequent technician visits. Don't let this happen to you. Instead, just give Mid-State Overhead Doors a call at 422-8030. That's 422-8030. Mid-State Overhead Doors. I'm Corky Nicholson from Hickory Point Bank. What good are values if they change according to circumstance? At Hickory Point Bank, our values are as constant as the sunrise, which is why we've inspired trust and loyalty among our customers for decades. Of course, we consider loyalty a two-way street, so no matter what the circumstances, we'll be here to serve you, to guide you, and to help you succeed. Because those are the values that matter most. Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Member FDIC. Any step in your life can be your best, whether you're going to college, getting married, buying a home, or starting a business. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.